everybody, welcome to Complete the Narrative, your podcast brought to you by Sean, John, and Uncle Jim. Today, we talk about college. Should you go? Should your kids go? Should everybody go? Without further ado, take it away. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Complete the Narrative with uh, Sean, John, Uncle Jimmy. I'm, um, I am John, and uh, today we're going to talk about... Uh, we're going to talk about some some new ideas uh, bouncing their way around the political spectrum, uh, talking about free college for everybody. Uh, good idea, bad idea, maybe a terrible idea. Uh, we'll find out. So, Uncle Jimmy, as usual, please frame up the discussion for us. Sure. Okay. Uh, college, free. What do you think? Good idea. Anyway, a couple of points before we start the discussion. Uh, in 2014, the average student loan debt – for a college graduate, was $33,000. After considering inflation, again, after inflation, the Wall Street Journal reports that this has doubled from 20 years ago. The question is this. First of all, is college worth the investment? What are some of the factors that determine the answer? For example, does it matter what school you attend and what you study? We'll also discuss uh, some sobering facts about the unprecedented student loan debt crisis and why we're calling it a crisis. And finally, what are some of the solutions? Are there viable government solutions, or can the free market private sector offer better ideas? I think this issue uh, is certainly a complicated one for uh, a well-meaning young person who earnestly wishes to do everything they can to increase their chance of succeeding. So a very important issue. So I would hand it back to you guys. What do you think? Can I start off with a little game, Uncle Jimmy? Absolutely. Yeah, we like games. Go ahead. Okay, I love (laughs) games. Okay, all right. Here's the game. Quiz for you guys. I lose these. Go. All right. So – uh, free college for everybody. They're going to go, they're going to learn. And basically what we're doing as taxpayers is we are investing in the future. So what is that investment, right? Uh, let's go through a couple things that we may potentially be investing in. So tell me guys, which one of these three college majors is an actual major? Whole engineering, bowling management, or latte sciences. <laughs> uh, that is a good question. I'm going to say uh, bowling management is real major. Okay, I got Sean. It. I'm going to go with Sean on that. Okay, so that's bowling management for both Sean and Uncle Jimmy. You guys yep. are both correct. So wow. thank you. So <laughs> Vincennes University for bowling management. Okay, in Indiana. Next. Right? Yes. Vin- Vincennes yes. University in Indiana. Yep. yep. Vincennes. Okay. Uh, which one is a college major at SUNY Plattsburgh? Cheese fermentation, Canadian studies, white history. Well, it's not white history. It's got to be Canadian studies, right? Maybe cheese fermentation. I'm going to say Canadian studies. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Sean again. Canadian studies. You guys are both right. All right. Canadian studies. It is a good place for it. It's like uh, – 10 miles from Canada or something. You're right up there. That's, so that's, what, that's what I was thinking, right? Exactly. Just go across really the board. Cold. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Good. So, you know, we're looking at two majors, uh, let's say $30,000 per person majoring in Canadian studies and bowling management. I got one more for you guys. You know, quickly, uh, before we knock bowling management, at least it teaches you how to do something. You can then go and a, actually have a profitable, you know, industry, the bowling industry, and, and, and manage a place. At least you have a potential, you know, job path afterward. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes, I, I would agree. 
Yeah, that would have been really helpful in the 70s. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure the bowling industry is, you know, exploding right now. Maybe not a growth industry, but there there are always going to be people who like the bowl. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I uh, yeah, uh-huh. go. Sorry, John. Go ahead. Oh no, no, no. That's fine. I don't want to interrupt. So, but but I do have one more for you guys. You ready? <clears throat> okay. Professional nannying, poultry science. Okay. Retail floristry. Oh well, I got to tell you, poultry science, retail floristry, both of those. I got uh, uh, poultry science, man. To me, would be an actual legit major. I mean, that's a monstrous kind of business. Uh, but I'm going to say retail floristing is actually a major. I'm going to go with okay. the poultry science, but I'm not confident on this one. All three. Poultry Sciences at NC State, Retail Floristry at Mississippi State, and Professional Nanny at Sullivan University. Now, can I jump in here? Because I got to tell you, your questions were very telling to me. Okay, this is precisely what I'm going to talk about probably a little later, but here's the deal. Um, Yes, all those – actually, everything you mentioned, including whole engineering, I imagine has uh, value. You know, and, and, and like, and I, I bet somewhere, you know, think about it, right? You got to, you got to dig a hole, got to make sure it doesn't collapse in on the people. Okay. That there's some validity there, but that's engineering. Here's the point. Okay. Yeah. These things are, uh, all of those are very valid career choices, like bowling management. You don't need to spend $30,000 a year to do this, to go away to camp. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, so I, I, if, and if you don't mind, fellas, I'll start off. Cause like everything else, I usually have something to say, but this one like kind of irks me. I'm watching this as a bond trader for years. And there was the housing crisis bubble. And the next one to hit and is hitting now is the student loan bubble, right? Here's my thoughts to start off. Yes, if you're studying medicine, education, law, engineering, any kind of craft requiring uh, you know, technical and academic demonstrated competency, absolutely it's worth the money. For the other 90% of the part, you know, for the other, you know, my, my answer is, is it worth it? No. I, I really don't think it is, <laughs> except for the pesky, you know, you know, yet extremely relevant psychological ramifications, which which college affords. So you can sit at a cocktail party and not feel inferior. So consider this. When a child grows up in America, right, 99 percent of the time he or she attends an institution of education. But very subtly and persistently, the child is being told his value to the world is in the form of his his standing at the school and his grades. Right. So a student, so students and a student is clearly going to succeed in life. C and D students are clearly are mouth breathing losers who may want to consider a profession in the field of janitorial services. Or if they really hit the big, you know, you could become work in the post office or be a tax collector. That's the kind of subtle message that we've been giving kids for years and years and years. And psychologically, yeah, we do a great job of stigmatizing. Yeah, stigmatizing oh, these poor guys, right? Exactly. That's what I was saying. Just one more point, and then it's up to you, and I get handed over to Sean. So, but very subtly, they've been psychologically devalued. You know, and, and what I'm saying is that it's not a question of these ridiculous sums of money for uh, college educations. It, it really is a question of is there a linear correlation? Between and today, I would argue no, except for the psychological factor, which is very important. Um, today's economy is understanding inefficiencies and capitalizing on them. None of which is, is taught by the bomb throwing commies that are at your local university. Thank you. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I, I think what we do today is we try to push everybody into the same goal, which is going to a four year college and getting a bachelor's degree. 
from a very right. early age, we teach people that's what success is, kind of a one-size-fits-all model for kids. And there are a lot of kids who, for whatever reason, it doesn't make sense for, uh, especially with the cost being what they are today. It's one thing if it was 30 or 40 years ago when it wasn't that expensive, they could go and decide it wasn't for them and you know, be out a minimal amount of money. Now, half of kids who, who start college don't finish. The graduation rate is about 50%, um, even less at one school, right? So 50% uh, in like a 10-year period. A lot of times people go to one school, finish somewhere else. So not only is the student loan debt a terrible thing for kids who graduate, but half of the kids who go to college have student loan debt and don't graduate. They don't even have a degree. And a lot of these kids would really be good at other things, but we push them into the four-year degree, even if it doesn't make sense for them. You know, you could yeah. be a great welder. You could be great at, at you know, manual uh, things. You could be great with your hands. You're not a great student, but instead we, you know, instead of helping people develop those skills, we stigmatize them and force them, you know, or pressure them into going to a four-year school, which is a disservice to them, I think. I, I, I yeah, can't agree Sean. More. Go ahead, John. Show, go, John. Yeah, you just got to reference Sorry. like a, a real-world example. This is an article I read in CNN today. It was about Molina and Tony of New York City. Both of them are um, uh, garbage men. Molina drives the truck. He's making $112,000 a year. And uh, Tony is uh, his sidekick. He's making $100,000 a year. He's the one who, like, rides on the back of the garbage truck. So I mean, He's one of that job. Yeah, I, I know, right? <laughs> There's, God, there are so many people out there doing trades, trades positions making really, really good money. Um, oh, yeah. And a lot of the people that, Sean, that you're talking about, that, Sean, a lot of those people that uh, never graduated, that have an enormous amount of debt, God, why do we push them into college? Um, so, you know, I, I think we're all in agreement here. And and I just got to add one other point. Um, you know, the reason why this is an issue is because it, it's an issue for a lot of people because they went to college and they uh, they can't pay off their loans. They can't find jobs to pay off their loans. So if you were to boil it down and present, you know, to anyone as, as an investor, so they were an invest, they made an investment in themselves. That was obviously a poor investment, right? Majoring in art history, uh, and then, you know, investing $30,000 in art history and getting out and realizing you can't pay off your loans. So the solution is to, <clears throat> make taxpayers do that same horrible investment are you crazy yes <laughs> yeah are you freaking crazy the other thing is too look at this so it, it, that might be the student loan debt but a lot of people work during college and, and you know their parents help them out a lot the average actual cost the sticker price you're paying for private school is two hundred forty thousand right. dollars over four years for public school it's one hundred thirty two thousand dollars and the yes. reason that those prices are so jacked up is because 18-year-olds are not smart with money, and the government has gave, given them basically unlimited uh, funds to borrow. So yeah. because of that, the, the schools just keep raising the prices and raising the prices, and the 18-year-olds don't know any better. So they keep, you know, they have an, an easy spigot of borrowed money they can just tap into. And yeah, there's really, no concept it, of paying it back, right? Yeah, it enriches the people at the schools, the administrators, and the professors have never had it better. But God. the kids are getting screwed over, and it's so unethical, I think, what they're doing, um, especially you know what? I, they're supposed I to be not-for-profits. Yep, couldn't agree more. I'm sorry. Man, Finish I really I wish I could get the money back for my geology degree because I loved dinosaurs when I was <laughs> 18 years old. I loved them. Um, 
But it's really, you know, Uncle Jimmy, it is so hard to find a damn dinosaur. Really? You know? Yeah, you've been looking, go, you've been looking, you, looking, you, you gotta, can't find them anywhere. You gotta go dig, dig around in the desert. It's hot as shit in the desert. <laughs> and unfortunately, uh, it didn't work out for me. I'm, I'm a pretty versatile guy, so I figured out, you know, some other way to actually, uh, feed myself. But man, um, so thank no one you. was gonna hire you with dinosaurs? No one was gonna no. hire you for that job? No, no, apparently there, it's not. A, there's not a big market for dinosaur hunters. I blame uh, Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg did that. To you. <laughs> it wasn't for Jurassic Park. If we God didn't have damn. this awesome badass paleontologist running around, you probably never would have thought of that. Yeah, yeah. and by the way, Sean, I, I knew, I knew, I know his parents obviously, and they're always saying things like, "Come on, use your imagination, dream," you know. So he did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he did. <laughs> oh, I gotta say this, man, Sean, John, I need your opinion on this because this is killing me. I'm, I'm busting at the seams as usual. All right, the, the thing is, having been on Wall Street all these years, okay, I've kind of watched things come and go, ebb and flow. And one thing I've noticed is the government is really, really adept at creating. Um, economic models and quote unquote stimulating the economy. Okay, we saw the pernicious effects of that with the housing market and it started the Community Reinvestment Act because some idiot thought it would be a great idea if everybody owned a home. So mm-hmm. UPS, UPS truck drivers, and nothing wrong with that profession, by the way, should not be in a $4 million home. Agreed? <laughs> right? You know what yeah. I mean? uh, yeah, right? Okay. The prices just keep going up. Right. Could you believe? Yeah, you can't lose, right? Yeah. So, it's a, hey, Uncle Jimmy, you're forgetting. That's an investment. That is an. That is. <laughs> yeah. Do that the math. Is a career path. Yeah. <laughs> so my point is, you can, you can, you can rent out that, that four million dollar home. This is like, this is the last thing. My point is, it's killing me. Like, and this is the deal. So just as the housing crisis, and I had a front row seat to this, right? And most of America didn't really understand the housing crisis, and I can't blame them because it was horribly complicated. And I can tell mm-hmm. you this. We're watching that thing go down, and I have a front row seat to this, and I'm watching this going, wow, this is really serious. And then in, in the back, we're watching the student loan crisis, and it's, it's the exact same thing because some genius politician said, and John, you started off with it, college for everybody. Okay, and so let's get the government involved. To Sean's point, let's hand out free money because remember now, this is monstrous stimulus. And now all of a sudden, now what do we have? We have a whole other industry popping up here to handle all the bad credit for all the, the students who can't possibly pay back their $250,000 loan in social work. Okay, genius. You got yeah. a degree in social work. Where did you think your upside was financially on that? And this is the problem. It's just really uh, we're telling these kids a lie. And the lie is this, go to college and, and your life will succeed. And, they, and everyone has come to believe the narrative. And the fact of the matter is, well, sure, it's important. And yeah, I could pull out data to say that college graduates tend to earn more money. But if you ask me, it's not the defining factor. The defining factor is America's a meritocracy. And the point is that if you can understand the inefficiencies and you can capitalize them, you can make money. And that's where the game is. But unfortunately, like I said my, to my earlier point, I don't think it's a small one. You know, these guys are growing up and they're really subtly told day in and day out that they have no worth because they're C students. And let, don't, don't get me started on the worth of the one telling them that, you know, yeah. <laughs> so in, the teach, in the teacher's <laughs> union. So anyway, that's what I got. So boom, discuss. Hey, at least so, the social workers uh, were smart enough to choose a profession where their customers are still alive. I mean, the last Stegosaurus died like 500 million <laughs> years ago. <laughs> hey, you're right, actually. Come to think of it. What were you thinking, John? Seriously, man. I, you know, I, 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 Uncle Jimmy, I was one of those C students we're talking about. 
Me you know, too. Jurassic World was a big hit. <laughs> uh, they might make a sequel, and I don't know, acting maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, so I'm like, oh my. Like, We've talked about college. Uh, another thing that's an awful investment for most people to go is law school. Um, oh, it, God. It's, I have it's so many where, lawyer friends. Yeah, yep. it's a terrible investment for almost everybody, a terrible idea to go to law school. It's one of those things where uh, the culture is still – it's like the generals fighting the last war. Like in World War One. <laughs> they were still fighting like the 1860s, so they were charging into the machine guns. Um, yep. It's basically the same thing. Yeah. It's Law school made a lot of sense in 1970, right? That was a great thing to, to do back then. Except now, law school costs $150,000 on average. Now there's a huge glut of lawyers. There are way too many lawyers out there. And also, the uh, the jobs they get tend to be low-paying, uh, starting off especially. There are a few lawyers who do great and make a ton of money, but the majority of them, there are way too many of them, uh, don't do well at all. They either go work for some you know, $40,000 a year kind of job and try to repay one hundred fifty k. Or they go into business themselves and, you know, take whatever crappy c- cases they can get, and it's, it's kind of a bad situation. Uh, plus, the job satisfaction rate is one of the lowest in the country. And a lot of people leave. Oh, God, yeah, what a year. horrible job. Yeah, it sounds like they don't do think homework so? for a living. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't do the job. I, don't, <laughs> I thought about going to law school myself, actually, and I'm glad I decided against it. Uh, but yeah. I know a lot of people who went, and, you know, most of them are kind of hard-charging, successful kind of guys, and they're working all the time. Uh, 80, 90 hours right. a week, making pretty good money, but they're at the top of the field. And, uh, you know, I, I still think a lot of them probably would rather do something else given their choice now. But of course you can't because you borrowed 150 K and you got to make the money now and work 90 hours a week. So it's, uh, something people should think very hard about. It definitely is right for certain people. Maybe if you grew up idolizing Atticus Finch and you always wanted to be a lawyer and that's what you always wanted to do, it's one thing. But if you're someone who just kind of wants to have a successful sounding job and you're not really a math guy. Uh, that's not the thing to go into. <laughs> oh, yeah. So the first, the first time I, I, you know, I always heard that about law school and lawyers, but the first time that really came to fruition for me was when I bought my house. You know, I, I showed up at the, uh, I don't know what they call it, the signing. You, know, you sign all the paperwork for your house. I, I didn't use a realtor, so you know, I've got my lawyer there, and then uh, the person who I'm buying the, the house from, uh, she didn't show up, but her lawyer did. And, um, you know, I had this idea of, uh, lawyers, you know, being wealthy, like everyone talks about, you know, uh, making decent buck, being really well educated. So this woman's lawyer walks in. You wouldn't believe the suit this guy was wearing. It was a matching cotton sweatpants suit from Walmart. Just you like, gray. A, like a athletic suit kind of thing? No, like, yeah. Like an LED yes. jumpsuit? Like, no, like literally <laughs> a pair of <laughs> strong work, Sean. Uh, yeah. Sorry. A pair of, a pair of gray sweatpants and a matching sweatshirt. Whoa. Like n- no symbols on it. Just like, just a matching. They came together on the same hanger, probably from like Walmart or Target. That was the lawyer. That's how he showed up to sign the papers for the house. So I asked him. Oh, I was like, oh my God, like, is this guy for real? Uh, is this, who is this? Is this a lawyer? And he goes, you know, my lawyer was like, you know, I'm, I'm lucky. Uh, I've got like a good book of business in the area, but the vast majority of the lawyers that are in this area, they're making like around $30,000 a year. This guy's barely surviving. And, uh, man, it was super depressing. This is the guys who passed the bar. So with these low-end law schools, like they're really they're, they're yeah. law schools where something like twenty percent oh, of the Jesus. graduates pass the bar. 
Can you imagine? That's a really good point. These guys, they borrow all this money and then like half of them or more don't become lawyers because they can't pass the test. Uh, so again, it's, it's one of those things. If you're at the top of the profession, if you're going to Harvard Law School, you will be just fine. You're going to do great. Uh, if yeah. you go to like the law school that takes everybody because they want to stay, stay in business and are having a hard time where half the people fail or more than half the people fail the bar, uh, it's not going to work out for you. It's just a terrible idea. But people are told yeah. that's success. You're successful if you're a lawyer. So yep. again, yeah. it's our culture pushes people in the wrong direction with education like crazy. And there's been very, very little, uh, correction to that, I think. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I, I think that's why we're doing our part right now. That's what we're doing. Right. <laughs> yeah, we're actually yeah, really hate. Oh, yep. sorry, Uncle Jimmy, yep. I interrupted. But um, I want to keep things oh, no. on track here, uh, make sure that uh, we get to one more topic before we wrap up. Uh, so this next seg- segment, um, listeners, is where you know we just find something interesting that we read this this week and uh, bring it up to the group. I, I've got something in particular that I am like when I heard this, I was so happy like this was revolutionary okay if there's one creature on the planet fellas that you Uh could eliminate from the face of the earth forever okay what would that creature be uncle jimmy go lawyers Mm, that's funny yes (laughs) sorry no sorry about that (laughs) no no good think animal Uh, think animal go ahead what animal does everyone hate? Like cockroaches, cockroaches. Super close. There, there's something it's worse. A, it's a bug. I, I know. Somewhere. I can cheat. I, I definitely have a strong answer, even though I already know it's the answer. So I'm just going to say mosquito. Everybody hates the mosquito. Yep. It's the worst. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay, Uncle Jimmy, get ready for this. All right. It is now theoretically possible to eliminate every mosquito from the face of the earth. Here's how. Geneticists have known how to genetically engineer animals, uh, bugs, things like that, uh, to so that when they have offspring, those offspring are, you know, have certain traits. One trait, for example, would be, okay, I'm going to genetically engineer this mosquito, and when it mates, it's only going to have males. So, uh, oh, wow. So theoretically, what you do is you create a whole bunch of genetically engineered mosquitoes. You release them into the environment. They mate with the natural mosquitoes, and then all of their babies are males. Here's the problem. Um, As soon as the genes of the genetically engineered mosquito mates with the genes of the natural mosquito, then for the most part, uh, you know, and I'm not not a geneticist, the, the babies have half and half. They've got the genetically, genetically engineered gene and then the natural natural gene. So slowly over time, that quality or that genetically engineered trait to only have males will go away. Here's, here's the story. There's a thing called the CRISPR gene drive that someone discovered. It's a new gene drive that makes sure that that genetically engineered mosquito – copies both of its genetically engineered genes to its offspring. So when you, when you genetically engineer a whole bunch of mosquitoes and you release them into the environment, all of those male mosquitoes will continuously mate with the general population, only creating males until there are no females left. That's fascinating. Seriously, man, that is like totally fascinating. Seriously. Can you? Oh, oh God, that is. Dude, you oh sat in my backyard. backyard. When I heard that, I was like, holy John, shit. you sat in my backyard. It's hell, right? You've sat I in my know. backyard. It's hell. And, and I can't think we'll be revolutionized. 
Your mosquitoes yeah. are the smallest mosquitoes ever. Okay, no I can't, you can't even that. see them. They're like they're invisible, and they carry dengue fever, malaria, Zika virus. All those diseases are gone, right? Wow. So, yeah. So equine anyway, virus. Yep. So here's the question. All right. Should we should we do it, Uncle Jimmy? Yeah, okay, this is the the part of the question I'm dying to ask because now I I am no um, I, I really don't understand biology 100 percent but I, I understand the ecosystem is very fragile. So just off the top mm-hmm. of my head, I'm like I know that bats, for example, live off uh, this and live off mosquitoes and that kind of thing. I, I don't know. Is should we do that? Isn't it? Uh, does it upset the ecosystem drastically? I don't know the answer to that, so I can't answer the question. All right, that's fair. That's fair, uh, Sean. Should we do it? Yes, absolutely. I don't care what the results are. I don't care if the world blows up. <laughs> Hell yes, let's do it. Let's so, do it. For what it's worth, Uncle Jimmy, like, like people, yeah, the science, like the, this is crazy. So I kind of when I thought when I asked that question, or like the articles that I read, inevitably are asking this question: Should we do it? What are the repercussions? And I was shocked because. The, the answer is from a lot of scientists. They're kind of like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's kill those bastards. Like, so that, that is the I answer. Mean, well, I, I mean, so look, it could. They're they're saying that it, that's not the answer. Okay, there there really is no nobody really knows. But like, as far as we know, yeah, bats eat mosquitoes, but it's not the primary diet. Oh, I don't know. Um, I was just I it, well, shit no, about it's it, it's just not. It's not. It's not the primary okay. diet. So our pat, our bats going to go away? No. There's really nothing that I read that said like you know this animal dies as a result of mosquitoes going away. The only thing maybe is you know mosquitoes they kill people. They, yeah. So they so disease. yeah, really. So so by limiting the mosquitoes, I think like the most obvious glaring repercussion of that is less people are going to die and animals that die from those diseases that the mosquitoes carry. So potentially the problem is overpopulation of other animals. Well, I think what we have to wow. do is keep keep obviously some uh, mosquitoes in captivity. And if any country pisses us off, like Iran, for example, instead of duking them, we just drop the mosquitoes. We're like, all right, you guys, you guys have got used to no mosquitoes. Here you Fuck go. You They're, guys. Back. <laughs> They're back. Welcome. <laughs> a, little gift, a little gift from America. Here you go. Swallow yeah. All right. Hey, I yeah, got something no. for you. Ticks, oh, sorry, mosquitoes, Johnny. ticks, mosquitoes, pretty much every parasite I could think of. Let's get rid of yeah. Especially Roaches ticks. and rats. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. I mean, that's. Roaches and rats, I mean, now rats, you're talking about like, you know, a lot of things eat rats. You know, rats are like an integral part of the food chain. Um, roaches, yeah. yeah. They can go, man. They got to go. But like, here's the other thing. <laughs> this is scary, too. That technology is potentially more dangerous than a nuclear weapon. Let's say some nihilist or some just really just some giant dorky asshole decides to genetically engineer a couple honeybees all of a sudden we don't have any flowers left that are getting pollinated we don't have any food we all starve to death yeah good point keep that under wraps hey can i tell a funny bad story about my nephew john sean you up for <laughs> one? Dad, yeah absolutely all right man so we're talking about i don't know how we got into bats but okay my nephew john right in college right all of a sudden, a bat gets in the attic of his mom's house right and i'm downstairs <laughs> and john decides just to, just to be clear this is this is me we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, this is John, my nephew John, him, right? <laughs> that he's going to get the bat out of the attic, right? And he goes up and he does. He gets the bat out of the attic. But 
Do you think he took any precautions whatsoever? No. And so he takes the mm-hmm. bat because he was a lunatic and he tackles the bat and he throws the bat out the door. <laughs> There's only one problem. OK, for all of our listeners, John's a large young man. Very strong. So, so he throws the bat out, but he gets bit. Right. And his father's a doc and goes, what do you mean the bat bit you? Right. And so so then young John there has to go to the hospital, with like five shot series of shots to get for rabies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, oh. Sorry, it's not funny. That's all I got. So. No, I go that's the problem. Is I'm just going to go and tackle him and grab him. <laughs> yeah, and throw him like, out. So yeah. tell me you can't see him doing that. Tell me you can't see your buddy doing that. <laughs> I could totally beat up that bat. <laughs> you know what they didn't do? They didn't tell me they were going to stick both of the injections, which were huge, into both sides of my ass. And they didn't ask me if I they didn't ask me if I had anyone driving me home. So I had to kind of hover over the seat, like bouncing on my neck and left foot, driving home. Uh, just, dear listeners, if you ever get bitten by a bat, that's going to happen. Just make sure you have a designated driver. That's all I'm saying. Um, okay, so. That's that's another episode of Complete the Narrative. Uh, me, John, John, Uncle Jimmy. Uh, thanks, fellas. Um, listen next time and uh, visit our website. All right, guys. Until next time. Later. See you then. Bye, Take guys. care.